0: Hello guys, I'm Mossin. Welcome to this episode of Millionaire Muslim. Before we get into this episode, we just wanted to spend a few seconds telling you about Islamic Finance Guru or IFG for short. Mossin and I co-founded IFG in 2015 because we couldn't find content about personal finance and Islamic finance for Muslims like you and I. Nowadays, Alhamdulillah, we reach an audience of hundreds of thousands, and our goal is to keep providing great content to help you guys. So if you're looking for halal investments and Islamic mortgages or startup funding check us out at islamicfinanceguru.com and if you want to get in touch with us directly you can get me on mossin at islamicfinanceguru.com and you can get ibrahim on ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com enjoy the episode looking for a different approach to money meet gatehouse bank a sharia compliant uk bank built for the modern world we help home buyers to purchase or refinance their home provide buy-to-let funding for landlords and offer award-winning savings accounts. Wherever you're going, get there a different way. Get there with Gatehouse. To find out more, visit gatehousebank.com. Before we dive in, I'd just like to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, PensionBee. They have helped over 70,000 customers be pension confident by helping them transfer their all pensions together into one simple online plan. They also have a great Sharia compliant pension option as well, which is why we personally really like them. And you can check out a review of their offering on the Shure side on our website. For those of you who may not have attended before, the idea behind these short tafsir or tadabbur sessions that we do at IFG every week, Wednesdays at 6pm, is, you know, we talk a lot about uh, money matters, right? And topics that really are not designed to increase the Iman, right? Making money and in many cases chasing after the dunya can sometimes wear away the Iman. And for us, at Islamic finance guru, the whole purpose behind why we're talking about Islamic finance when it comes to investing and uh, personal finance is because the Iman and the Taqwa aspect is crucial. Every week we build in these sessions um, to remind ourselves and if other people benefit then you know that's great as well. Inshallah today we're going to be focusing in on two verses. It should take about 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, so without further ado the verses are in Surah Nisa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, al تِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ وَمَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ يُدْخِلْهُ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِن تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِن تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا وذلك الفوز العظيم ومن يعص الله ورسوله ويتعد حدوده يدخله نارا خالدا فيها وله عذاب مهين Allah wa ta'ala, he says, these entitlements, by the way, this is the verses that are coming after all of the verses on inheritance. So there's quite a dense tract uh, in Surah Nisa talking about inheritance. For those of you who have memorized or al you know that it's quite tricky because there's lots of mutashabihat going on. You know, the mother's getting something in some context, the daughter's getting something else. It's quite a tricky uh, passage. And then after all of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, These entitlements are the limits set by Allah. Whoever obeys Allah and his messenger will be admitted into gardens under which rivers flow to stay there forever. That is the ultimate triumph. And then Allah Ta'ala he says, "But whoever disobeys Allah and his messenger and exceeds their limits will be cast into hell to stay there forever and they will suffer a humiliating punishment." And and I guess when I was reading these verses, the core thing that I was thinking about was, you know, these hudud of Allah Subhanahu taala, these boundaries of Allah Subhanahu taala. Why are they there? I was mulling this over And I just thought I'd share with you some of the thoughts that I had And perhaps, you know, they can benefit And inshallah, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well Perhaps in the comments or afterwards as well The first observation I had was That the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Are set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The person, the entity, the being, the creator that created us And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has set these boundaries For a reason And people, they might think What is the opposite of a set of Boundaries or a set of rules The opposite of a set of boundaries And a set of rules Is not, you know, just Happiness and luxury and enjoyment It's actually Intense sadness and probably Disaster and disgrace Because if, if you kind of boil it all back down, like without any boundaries, without the sacredness of the husband-wife relationship, or without the justice of making sure that people don't steal from each other, the concept of ownership, without the concept of not assaulting someone else, without all of these rules that we have in our lives, without, you know, controlling how much one eats, all of these are restrictions, rules, parameters. If you take all of those away, then what you're left with is not something that's amazing. What you're left with is, is a complete and utter fiasco. And so it is the wrong question, Is kind of thinking about it the wrong way if you think, oh, in the absence of all these rules that the Sharia has given us, happy days, I can do whatever I like. No, because all you're doing is you're submitting to a different set of rules and frameworks. In order for you to function you know with your life because without those rules that you set yourself you will not be able to function so the question now arises okay now that we've accepted that we need a rule book to live our life successfully and happily what rule book is it that we should live by and this is my humble proposition and i I don't think it's particularly controversial it is the rule book that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set us because he is the person he is the designer that has created us right and so he knows us best the fascinating thing i find about the hudud of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there's a there's a famous hadith about how someone might do righteous deeds for 60 or 70 years and then at the last he does a bad deed and he goes into the hellfire and then vice versa, If someone does bad deeds for 60 or 70 years, but in the last instance, he does something else and then he goes uh, into Jannah. And, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's, there's this kind of long term perspective when it comes to doing good deeds or doing bad deeds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he taught, you know, there's a hadith that talk about how the one of the people who is uh, given the shade in, on the day of judgment is a youth that is grown up in the worship of Allah subhanahu A young man who is uh, grown up. In the obedience of Allah Taala, So there's this kind of thought In running through about how obedience Needs to be this long term process Where you practice it It's an art that you practice And it's an art that physically trains your flesh To become subservient to Allah Taala. It's not just kind of making sure That you're following the rules It's actually about training your physical body To make sure that you are becoming the best Being that you can be. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the rules are not like a mental thing, they're not a spiritual thing, they're not a physical thing, they are all of those things in one. And so we need to be creating a synergy between all of those three things and creating a path through the laws that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set for us to make sure that we get to the final destination. So that's the first. Broad observation I had. The second one was that you know the hudud of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah said he says that whoever disobeys Allah and His Messenger and exceeds their limits. What are these hudud, these boundaries that are being crossed? The first is, as I said previously, right, there are personal boundaries that damaging and harmful for us if we don't actually adhere to them and if we cross those then that's a big problem because that will be bad for us so these are the first kinds of boundaries then the second kind of boundaries that we have are boundaries around decorum And just knowing your maqam and the maqam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you are an insignificant human being on earth, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the master of the universe, the one who says kun, fayakun, and it is, the one who says be, and it is, if that is his maqam and that is your maqam, then it only makes sense that you stick to the rules and you stick within the boundaries and you don't cross those boundaries because that is about making sure that you don't cross those boundaries of even decorum. And then really the final thing is uh, the boundaries of fairness and justice because this is a verse that is coming off the back of a whole load of rules and regulations around inheritance law in Islam. And the reason why these rules are in place, these rules around inheritance law, is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to create a society that is just in both life and in death And that it makes sure that the money is distributed in a way that is actually just for everyone And in a way that makes sure that people can continue doing and meeting their further obligations And what I mean by that is, you know, men would usually get a little bit more than the women in many cases and that's because they need that money to be able to continue meeting their higher financial responsibilities on an ongoing basis so you've got these hudud that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set and there are different you know flavors of these hudud or these boundaries that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set and then really the final thing that I wanted to touch upon today was that the boring stuff is really important the boring stuff includes things like laws terms and conditions you know the stuff that you scroll past when google or whoever on online that you're using or your hsbc or barclays or whichever bank you know the boring stuff that stuff really matters the personal finance the budgeting the way that you spend your wealth the way that you you know allocate your inheritance like inheritance is not a crowd puller as you can probably see on the the number of people who are listening in on this right it's not a crowd puller now the same topic i could talk about islamic mortgages or forex or something like that and you'd have a lot more interest because it's spicy right but this is the boring stuff but the thing is the boring stuff is a thing that makes societies function if you are messing up on the rights of orphans or the rights of your spouse and your children because you've not given them their due when it comes to inheritance. That's a massive problem. And that's a problem that has a massive knock-on effect, which means that you have injustice completely spreading and out of control throughout the land because it has a big you know, knock-on impact as well. And then the second thing I would say is that it's not just around inheritance, although, of course, that's what we're talking about in this passage of verses. It's about other things like your career, your job, what food you eat, you know, how your house is financed. You know, It's the boring stuff. If you went to your mom's house and you were eating a pork sandwich or you know whatever, pork chops, and your mom caught you doing that, she'd be very upset. It's very visceral, right? Or if you're a woman and you, you're dressed incredibly inappropriately and you're walking around in public and your mom saw you, she'd probably be unimpressed and she'll call you out on it. But if you have an un-Islamic inheritance or you have a mortgage that's not Islamic, or you have interest being earned in your bank, or if you have investments that are un-Islamic, these are boring, hidden, under-the-carpet things. If your mom sees you, she doesn't know that. And if your mom sees you and you even tell her, she may not necessarily, it's not as spicy, it's not as visceral, it won't necessarily get the same reaction from most moms. And... That means that often we as human beings, because you know, sadly we don't look at what Allah subhanahu wa taala wants, we often look at what people want, we sometimes overlook this stuff. But if your metric is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if the success criteria is Allah subhanahu wa taala, Allah subhanahu wa taala is saying the boring stuff is really important because you get this wrong and you messed up your entire generations. You get this wrong and you're feeding your kids haram food. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, there's a man who undertook a lengthy journey And he is dishevelled and covered with dust And he stretches out his hands towards heavens And says, O oh Lord, O oh Lord And he thinks He expects a response from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Because of this du'a But how can he expect a response from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the food he eats is haram, when the drink he drinks is haram, the clothing on his back is haram, and his nourishment is haram. Now, if you've messed up on literally the bread and butter, right? We're talking about the food. If you're literally messing up on the bread and butter of your religion, of the fabric of human life, then you mustn't expect too much from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these are the hudud of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set. So to wrap up then, really, three things. The first thing is stick to the rules because it is good for you. It is good for you physically, spiritually, and mentally in this dunya and in the hereafter. I can't say much more than that, really. Stick to the rules. The second thing is don't worry too much about, you know, oh, why does this rule exist? Why does that rule exist? Etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Worry about you know if do you believe in allah do you believe in his messenger do you believe islam is right if all of those things are true you should just you know listen to what the quran and sunnah say and follow that you shouldn't worry too much about the underlying things and the analogy here is between a teacher, right? If you believe that your head teacher or your science teacher is qualified and does a good job in getting you through exams, and she's telling you to do X, Y, Z, then you should do X, Y, Z rather than worrying too much about Y, X, Y, Z, Y, 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 Z, right? Because if you do that, then ultimately, you will ultimately get to the right answer because, you know, the teacher is correct, but it's wasting time and it's not particularly helpful and you can just cut through the noise by just trusting the teacher. So in this case, trust Allah taala. If you believe in Allah taala, if you don't believe in Allah, you know obviously that's a different question, but then we I guess we should have a different conversation. And then the really the final thing is make sure you get the boring stuff right and make sure you get the exciting stuff right. So make sure you get the inheritance, the mortgage, the investment, the justice in the family, all of that stuff right. And also make sure that you get the spicy stuff right. You know, make sure that your marital affairs or the other things like that, that are a lot more exciting, make sure you get that right as well. So, with that, I wrap up. These sessions are, are designed to be short, sharp reminders. And uh, I pray that Allah SWT guides us to the straight path to be amongst those who are just in their personal and public lives, from amongst those who stick to the boundaries of Allah SWT and who strive to be the best. Versions of themselves and really work on their mind, body, and spirit to achieve what Allah Taala wants and put what His pleasure will be in above what we want from our nafs. If you got this far, you must have enjoyed the podcast, which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well, inshallah. Be sure to check out the website, IslamicFinanceGuru.com, as well as our YouTube channel and social media. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum.